back to the OML Podcast. As always, I'm Mike Fina, Executive Director of the Oklahoma Municipal League and the host of the podcast. We've been absent for a little bit, mostly because we've been extremely busy working on a project that we're actually going to talk about today, and that's the implementation and distribution of the American Rescue Plan Act for Oklahoma municipalities. Our regular listeners will remember my conversation with National League of Cities President Clarence Anthony when we discussed the passage of the bill in Congress. We talked about all the great programs that could be funded with the ARPA allocations, but what we've learned since then is is that it was a monumental task just to get the funds out to our municipalities in the state. We're going to discuss that and more on today's show. To enhance that conversation, I've asked OML's Deputy General Counsel, Christian Reinhardt, to join me today. Christian has been the architect of OML's strategy and working with the state to get the funds distributed. So welcome to the OML podcast, Christian. Uh, Why don't we get started by you telling us a little bit about you. Thanks, Mike. I am the Associate General Counsel of Oklahoma Municipal League. Uh, I just started with this title in August. Um, I passed the bar exam, and before that I was an intern with Oklahoma Municipal League for about a year. So I'm, I'm excited with this job and I've been thrown right in with the American Rescue Plan Act. Uh, We're signing up all the municipalities and really enjoying it. All right, so uh, Christian, we have been doing quite a bit of work on getting these ARPA funds out to the municipalities. Uh, Talk about some of the the, uh, different entities that we've worked with along the way. We've worked with the uh, various COGS to help uh, reach out to the municipalities. We've also worked with um, OMAG and Crawford and Associates. They've been uh, invaluable partners to help us uh, reach out to everyone and make sure we put down the correct budget documents. So uh, I think it's been interesting in, in you being new to OML and uh, I know you, you were an intern like you said but uh, being just kind of thrown into this really big project immediately we were working with the state, the governor's office and uh, really getting down into the nuts and bolts of this and, and really putting the, putting the program together. What, what was your impression of just that process and, and, and how we built the portal and, and all of the policy? It took a lot of people to come together to, to do it, and it was uh, really neat to see everyone work as a team uh, with the state and OML. Um, and it, it just it seemed to flow naturally. Um, OML seems to fit right in, in with this role. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that it, it, the team we put together with, uh, it was us, uh, OMAG uh, has been a huge uh, help in this and partner, always a great partner. Crawford & Associates was, uh, was um, just having them step up. Uh, their expertise in municipal finance uh, has, has been invaluable. Uh, you know, I think that's one of the things that I learned in this, that, that we knew it was going to be difficult to determine these uh, the seventy five percent threshold, and for our listeners, so you guys understand that that a municipality's allocation can exceed seventy five percent of their pre COVID budget, which seems like a pretty simple uh, formula. But really, when you dive into the municipal budgets, we found that uh, it was more complicated because no two budgets are alike, and and that that seemed to, that was one of the things that kind of surprised me. What was that a surprise to you, or anything else that? You, Yes, it was a, a huge surprise. I mean, for one thing, Mike and I both check budgets uh, almost every week, and we kept getting 2021 budgets, which was very surprising. Yeah, that was a <laughs> you know keep yeah. going on that. Yeah, yeah, that, that was yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I think I, it's just 
it, the budget is really the most complicated part there. That's the most important thing for people to know. Yeah. Uh, besides that, ac- accepting your funds is very easy to do. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. The, that, but you, you brought it up. That was the, uh, the number one thing uh, when we were looking at what problems municipalities were having as we were reviewing. It was interesting. And I felt like we did a really good job of saying, hey, it's your 2020 budget, not your 2021. But that was the number one problem we had uh, was, was getting the wrong budgets because you were the one that really addressed that. So when we got the wrong budget, just so, so, so people understand the background, what was your process in, in working with the municipalities when we had to correct that? So what I would do is e- email the municipality um, with, with the email that they provided, uh, and it, more would CC Frank, and so if they had any questions about the budget, Frank could then answer them right there. On You're the talking spot. about Frank Crawford. Yes, right? Frank Crawford, okay. yeah. yeah. And uh, Frank, uh, I, I've, what I found working with Frank and Marcy and the whole team over there, that they, uh, uh, wh- where we lacked in understanding those budgets, it seemed like that it took them a matter of minutes or seconds in some cases to really correct those things. Yeah. So very, very much a blessing to have them. So. Yeah, they uh, responded very promptly on almost all the emails. So, so, um, so what we've been doing up to this point is really just getting municipalities signed up. And so I'll give the listeners a little bit, and Christian, you feel free to chime in here on anything that I'm talking about, but uh, just a background of, of how we got to the point where we could actually get the funds out. And I really have to take us back, on, well, back to uh, September, pre, pre-September. Uh, we were building the portal with the state, and, I, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the state's PMO Guidehouse, who the state hired in August to help administer their $1.9 billion in ARPA funds. But, the, uh, but, but it also came for a resource for us as we were building all of these tools uh, to, to get the municipality signed up. So they helped us build a portal where we, we tried to make it as user-friendly as possible, and... Uh, for municipalities to sign up. So I'll kind of go through what that process was. Uh, but uh, one of the cool things about in building it is that we actually unveiled it back at the OML conference in September. Uh, that really was a two-pronged strategy for OML. One, and I, I, I take no shame in saying this. I say it all the time. It would just look good for OML to be able to, to unveil it there at, at the conference. And we were exposed to a lot of municipalities. But the more important reason why we did it is because we actually signed them up face-to-face and we were able to work through the problems because we had just built this portal that was brand new. Uh, it's not something we took off the shelf. We had to build it uh, and, and make sure that it worked. And so we got a lot of good feedback uh, from the OML conference. And so it started in September. And so Christian, now to date, um, since we started that effort in September, I know you've got these stats. What, how many municipalities have we signed up to date? We've got about over half of the municipalities have been signed up, uh, and over 90% of the funds have been distributed. So really what's left are just the small municipalities who don't have as many ARPA funds as, as the larger ones do. Yeah, I know that you just made a good point that I, I think we all found was interesting, that, that here we are deep into the process, and we're halfway done with getting municipalities signed up, but yet we've given out over $100 million in ARPA funds, uh, so, yeah, we really are just down to the smallest ones. And for me, and I think for you too, it, the, the smaller ones seem to be more difficult yes. than the larger ones. Yes, yeah. So. The, um, we've gotten a lot more emails on the ARPA email uh, because of that. Um, 
And, and for one thing, you know, a small municipality really has to decide whether they want to accept it or not or if they have funds that they need to use it on. So OML has been helping with that process as well. Okay, you mentioned something that I should have probably led with. Tell them, tell them what, the, what the ARPA email is and why it's so important. So the ARPA email is arpa at oml.org. And why it's so important is that's where we answer all of your questions. Um, we can respond to them right there on the spot. And that is also how you receive a login. It's the only way you can if you have not received one previously. So the login is important because that's the first step in signing up for the portal. Yeah. You receive the information and login. So for those of you out there, if you have not signed up yet and you receive your login information, it will come from that ARPA at OML.org. Uh, if you have attended any of our webinars, which we've had quite a few of yeah. them, uh, to, to help you sign up, you heard me say ARPA at OML.org about a million times. But the reason is because that's your lifeline and where you should start with any ARPA questions. So again, ARPA at OML.org. So now we've been signing people up. We're, we're having good success there. As we work through some of these smaller cities, we're about to shift gears into talking about how you actually spend the funds. So we've got a pretty cool event planned for December 16th that Christian has been putting together for us along with OMAG and Crawford & Associates and OMES at the state and Guidehouse is helping to so I have to always get our, our our team in there when I talk about that. Christian, talk about our event uh, that's going to take place on the 16th. Yeah, sure. It's at the uh, Moore Norman Technology Center. And basically what it is, we're going to go over permissible uses for ARPA funds and also the reporting requirements. The first report is due on April 30th of 2022. So we're going to be talking about how to prepare for that. Um, Clay Holt from the state is going to be talking about the state portal, which is completely separate from the municipal portal. Uh, yeah, let's talk. Let, let, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. let, let's talk about that. Oh, yeah, that one's a, um, so the state portal is, is where the state is managing the one their $1.9 billion. Yes. And municipalities are eligible to get that money uh, as long as it falls into the categories of, of, of the just the overall ARPA um, the plan policy. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's the best way yeah, to say it. Yeah, no, exactly. So, uh, and so, we, so I think that's a, another key thing as we switch gears into spending money is also how do you maximize your dollars? Because I've been talking about that from day one, that we need to make sure we're getting the most out of this money. And to do that would be to help, to help uh, match that with the state funds. So Clay Hulk uh, has been an incredible partner in this as well, uh, leading the, he's the the director of the Grants Management Office for the state of Oklahoma, and has really been our conduit to the state. I wouldn't that a good way to put it, Christian, I think? Yeah, to, yeah. I mean, that's uh, Clay is really directing the ARPA project for, for municipalities, and uh, conduit of the state is a perfect way to describe what he's doing. Okay, so so we'll have Clay there. What, what other things are we going to talk about? So we're going to talk about the five categories of eligible uses. We have public health expenditures, addressing the negative economic impacts of COVID-19, replacing lost public sector revenue, uh, premium pay for essential workers, and investments in water, sewer, and broadband infrastructure. Uh, specifically, we're going to have Frank Crawford from Crawford & Associates talk about public sector revenue loss. Um, Guidehouse is going to be talking about the reporting requirements. And then uh, OMAG is having somebody speak on water and sewer, and also somebody from OWRB, uh, Tanya White, who is the director of 
marketing and outreach, she's going to be speaking on water and sewer as well. I hear that uh, there is a, a, a tremendous expert that's going to be talking on broadband and, yes. and infrastructure. Yes, I hear he's very entertaining. Very handsome and quite a dancer, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, that'd be Mike Fina from the, the uh, Oklahoma Municipal League. Yes, uh, yeah. Uh, now, we will be talking about that. I, 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 I like the, the, the broadband and infrastructure topic uh, because I think those are the two things that, we're, that we'll really see ARPA funds spent. That, that will be the most that ARPA funds, will, ARPA funds will be spent on are those two areas. Yeah. And I think in municipal government, I, think, I, I believe it will strongly be in water and wastewater. Yeah. So you mentioned that we have the OWRB that will be speaking, and I think that's important that people know why it's significant that they're going to be there, and that's because the two, they're the eligible spending for water and wastewater falls under the two federal programs that yeah. they that they manage at OWRB. So we'll be we'll, we'll hear directly from them. Now, I, this is one thing I know that is up in the air right now on how the state is actually going to uh, match our dollars or enhance our dollars. Uh, that they're still trying to decide if if we're going to apply just through their state portal that we've already mentioned, or if there's going to be a different process. But I I know we had some clarity this week at the state ARPA. Uh, joint committee of the joint legislative committee where they did discuss that and I was I had the opportunity to kind of chime in um, so what what I can tell the listeners if you're curious in that area is that is that right now we probably will ask you to, to fill out an application on the portal but eventually you'll have to provide additional information to whatever that final destination of those water and wastewater funds would be so um, so Christian you've been working more on more than myself on permissible uses. Uh, what, what outside of water and wastewater and broadband? What area? What other areas do you think that municipalities will find exciting to spend their funds? A lot of the municipalities I've talked to are really considering premium pay for essential workers, um, whether it be the town clerk or, or town treasurer. Um, you know, they were on the front lines of COVID nineteen, still had to go in and, and collect uh, bills and, and uh, talk to the public. So I think, I think a lot of municipalities are interested in that as well. Um, I've also talked to some municipalities who are interested in addressing the economic impacts of COVID-19. Now, you can do this by like working to uh, help your tourism industry. You can build an outdoor building possibly. Um, there, there's a lot of ways to get creative under this category. You just basically have to connect it to COVID-19 somehow. Um, you should definitely talk to your municipal attorney bef before you uh, consider anything under that category. But um, I think it's a great way to, to unlock a lot of the funds for, for using um, basically any municipal purpose. And so this, this seminar or workshop is really just the, the beginning. We'll be releasing from OML through and through our partners, OMAG and Crawford mm -hmm. Associates. We'll be breaking these things down over, over the next coming months um, and really getting more into it. So, uh, you know, if you call OML, there's a good chance that you're probably going to talk directly to Christian right now. Yes. <laughs> and, if you, and if you email arp at oml.org, you're definitely going to talk to Christian because he's the one answering the majority of those. Yep. But we do have a whole team uh, with all of our partners that I've talked about that when something comes up, 
we have somebody that, that can help you in whatever area it is, and we'll, we'll be talking a lot more about permissible uses. Now, I think at the end of the day, <clears throat> I think one of the interesting, probably one, what, what I think the participants are going to find interesting is, is the panel discussion um, uh, that, that we'll conclude the day on. Talk about who's yes. going to be there. and Yeah, so uh, Rhonda uh, Scrapke from Ponca City. Uh, she's the grant administrator, and who's, who's also been on our team. I have yes. to say, she's been 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 right there along the whole way. Great lady. Yeah, yeah. So she's going to be talking about uh, really how they address the negative economic impacts of COVID nineteen and and what they're doing in Ponca City. Uh, basically, how they're interpreting the rules. It'll it'll help the other small cities uh, figure out. You know, hey, look what this city's doing. Maybe we can do something like what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I always think that's a good. I, I always think that makes for a good discussion when you can talk about actual things that other cities are doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And then also we're going to have uh, Clay Hulk, who was the director, um, basically to talk about anything state reportal related that may come up during the panel. Uh, Kale Coyle from Guidehouse and then uh, Louisa from Guidehouse will also be on the panel. All talking about, and this is all going to be about permissible uses. Uh, I'm yeah. sure we might, and then we'll have some some question times. I'm I'm yeah. anticipating quite a few questions. This uh, particular topic, every time we do a webinar, mm-hmm. uh, every time we do something live, does generate a lot of questions. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, I would say when I answer a call from a municipality, you know, the first thing they're concerned about is whether or not they can use the funds. So yeah. uh, I think it's it's very pertinent and uh, it's something that. Uh, a lot of municipalities will benefit from. Benefit from. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a good way and probably a good way to kind of close the, the show today uh, is that we ha- there was a lot of misconception about the use of the funds and how difficult it was for reporting. And, and, and I think we have, we have, we've really helped in that area, but there's still a lot of municipalities out there that are, that are considering whether they should or shouldn't use the funds. And I suppose what I would tell you, if you're sitting here thinking about that, that uh, as far in my life, municipal lifetime, uh, or state government for that matter, I've never seen a program that's more flexible than ARPA and, and is really meant to get the dollars as close to the street as possible because that was the whole concept of ARPA. This is not just a response to the pandemic. This program was built so that we get dollars into municipalities into that, that are going to enhance communities, and that actually helps rebuild our economy. It helps provide jobs. There are a lot of, of things, there's a lot of thought put into this bill and how it could just improve the, 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 the country as a whole. And while this is happening in small Oklahoma communities, remember this is also happening in every small community around the country. And when we have put those dollars to work, that's when we're going to start send really getting out of this COVID, moving into what the next evolution of, of our country is, which we hope is much better than the last year that we've had under COVID. So, so I will get off my soapbox with that. And then once again, thank Christian for participating in the conversation yeah. today. Yeah, I'm glad to, glad to be on the podcast. And, you know, this really is a unique opportunity. I, I don't think honestly, in the history of America that um, the federal government has given away this much money to municipalities. And it's just, it's really cool to be a part of the process. Yep. So It is. It's been, it's been fun working with our, our OML members and uh, just 
the, the team that's come together. And you've been an integral part of that, Christian. So I want to thank you publicly no for all the work you've done. So that, uh, that'll conclude our podcast for today. Stay tuned for uh, upcoming uh, interesting guests and interesting topics. We thank you for listening. Thank you.